0: My heart has been aching for you during this time. It's so hard, and I can understand feeling angry as well as so sad. The grief can overwhelm you at times, and you feel swallowed up by it. I relate. My father was taken after he suffered for 20 years, degrading slowly and ultimately succumbing to multiple sclerosis. My mother was taken after a sudden and terrible battle with cancer that took her from me in 90 days. My college roommate was taken from me suddenly in a tragic accident while serving the Lord on missions trip. My friend was taken so quickly when her body was ravaged beyond repair by COVID. Why? Why then? Why them? Why so soon when they were so loved and it's all just so awful? I relate to the anger and the sadness and the weight of grief as it lays on you and clouds your days. I relate to the questions and heaviness. I relate to the constant am-I-evers that roll over my mind again and again. Am I ever going to breathe normally again? Am I ever going to feel like smiling again? Am I ever going to just be able to walk here or drive there or see this or hear that and not collapse again under the sudden wave of tears when that moment floods my mind and heart with their memory. I relate to the questioning also. Am I grieving right? You know, like if I was a better, more mature, grounded, and wise person, maybe I wouldn't be so sad all the time. If I was more spiritual, a better Christian, knew more verses, remembered more sermons, maybe I wouldn't have flashes of anger and entitlement. Maybe I'd have a reservoir of strength beyond what I'm feeling now. Is everyone else just able to crush their sadness like a recycled plastic bottle and toss it far away so they can move on? Because my sadness couldn't fit in a bottle, not even close. My sadness? It could fill the ocean and I feel like I'm drowning in it. Should I be more thoughtful, less scared, more insightful, and less selfish? Because I feel pretty sad and selfish. Truthfully, I wish they were all still here my roommate, my friend, my dad, and my mom, too. I wanted more time with them. Is it weakness that I just sit still in my car, in the garage, in the quietest, most soundproof place I have, and just wail and sob until I'm so exhausted and out of tears that I just let the darkness of the garage blanket me from the world? My friend, like you, I love the Lord. I have trusted Him. I bring all this to Him and cry out, Why? I really want an answer. Why did you take them? Why couldn't we have had more time? How is this possibly a good plan when it's causing so much ache? And like you, I reach for the Bible because I'm not actually hearing the audible response from God, and I long for His Word to find me in my pain and wrap around me and give me relief. I may be further away in time from these moments that crushed my heart than you are from the loss that you're feeling today. But seeing you grieve sweeps me away and backward in time to my moment of loss, and the emotions come right back. So I hurt with you. I feel with you. I even sat in my car and I wept for you, for me, for both of us, because now I not only have my grief, I have my tenderness toward you and my ache on your behalf. I don't want you to feel this sad, but you will. And I can't hug you and hold you hard enough to squeeze it all away. And I wish I could absorb it for you. It's hard. And honestly, there's not a list of tips that I can give you that can apply that We'll fix this and and turn off the sadness switch. I'm so sorry. Remember when we were in school prepping for that SAT test? We learned all the tips to help us get a good score and get us to a great college? Somehow I think we get it in our mind that life's challenges are tests that somehow we can prepare for in that way. But... There are no tips for this moment because this isn't a test we can prepare for like that and thankfully we're not being assessed at all and no next stage in our life depends on how well we score in this moment. It's not that we can read a list and check off each thing and voila, grief bottled. Instead, we come back to what we can know. We withdraw from what we have deposited in the bank of our hearts during steadier times. We do. We breathe. We get simple about what we know, and we remember truth. Number one, God is good. And number two, God is love. No tips, no steps, no tricks or hints, no five ways to successfully grieve without becoming an angry, depressed human. Keep crying when you need to. Keep pausing to let the wave of sadness crash over you when you need to. Keep opening your eyes in the morning and closing them at night and breathing through each moment in between. And in those in-between moments, it's okay to ask, Why? Just know that we're not promised an answer to that question because even if you did get an answer, would you really want to know? Could any answer satisfy you? Instead... What if it's enough to ask and to know that God holds on to your why and doesn't scold you for asking but instead holds you even closer? He is close to the broken hearted. He delivers those who are discouraged. Psalm thirty four eighteen. Go ahead and ask again and ask every day. It's okay. Where were you, God? Why did you let this happen? Why? And in your asking, be assured of his answer, which centers around the eternal truths that he is good and he is love. I dwell in an exalted and holy place, but also with the discouraged and humiliated, in order to cheer up the humiliated and to encourage the discouraged. Isaiah fifty-seven, fifteen, Because the truth of God's goodness and love is as true as his closeness and deliverance. And none of that changes just because we are not feeling particularly loved, close, or delivered. Is God far away? Yes, but he is near as well. That's why you can feel at the same time like he's not hearing you and yet you do have a sense, however distant, that he is close. And this I know, he is is close not close by holding out the answer to your why but holding out his arms to envelop you and comfort you as the one who actually relates because this side of heaven we can't actually bear all the answers but we can still ask and trust him even still and he can handle your hurt and even your anger because It is all embraced by the one who knows very well what sorrow and loss feels like. You can pour out your bottle of tears at his feet and know that he has seen every tear fall. Remember, he's not shaming you for asking or scolding you for yelling. So cry, yell, weep. And know that he is a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, Isaiah 53 3. And he can hold you through your sorrows and grief. Here's some scriptures you can read for encouragement. You can find those on my blog. And this week, after my mom died, I wrote this, and that's a different kind of home. You can find that also. And why does God allow pain and suffering? You can listen or read that message. And you can also read the article I wrote, When I'm Still Sad. And here's a message below in this blog post I gave about pain and suffering and also a playlist on Spotify of worship to listen to when you are out of words of your own. I hope and pray that both of these will help you in your sadness. But above all, know that you are loved, you are prayed for, God sees you, and God hears you.